the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is brought to you by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, as this is a church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for. Today we're going to continue this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life as Pastor Sean is sharing a message called The Contrarian and the Ladder. Look at how to view your work and do it unto the Lord. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you that you can follow along with the notes to this message at reallife.org or catch the podcast later or even view this message on your computer. All the options, again, are right there at reallife.org. Thank you for tuning into your radio. Here's Pastor Sean with a slice of real life. I do want to challenge you on something. When God is present, He brings the fullness of joy. And it is possible to find joy and fulfillment in your work. It is, in fact, God's desire and His lot that your work would be something that at the end of the day you would find satisfaction in. Not every moment of every day. Please understand, every job has one of those days, right? It just shouldn't be every day. Seriously. I absolutely love my job. I really do. You know, we planted this church, so I kind of got to help shape it and make my own job. I absolutely love it. But there are days when I have to do things, I go, I don't want to do that. Darna, you do this. There are days when I, and I work with the greatest people in the world, but sometimes they're a pain in the neck. There, I said it. They've even said that I, on some days, am a pain in the neck. Now, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. How can that be? I, I don't... I, true, true story. I absolutely love the people I work with, but I don't care who you work with. I don't care if you work with the most beautiful, wonderful people in the world. There are, everybody has their days. It's going to happen. But I just want to challenge you. It's not supposed to be every day. There was something, and some of us in our theology have this idea that, that when we go to serve God, I'm going to be miserable because then I will be earning my salvation and proving my vast love for Him. And so I'll be miserable every day because that's the way God has designed it. Uh, seriously. And, and, you know, I grew up Pentecostal. And not that anyone ever said those words, but there were a lot of times I saw that kind of thing modeled and so there was a little bit of that kind of idea. And I knew if I gave myself to ministry, if I said, yes, Lord, I will go into ministry, I was going to be in a hut somewhere, way in a remote part of Africa, eating bugs. I knew it. <laughs> I like steak, even chicken. Chicken's good, not bugs. I don't like bugs. There, I said it. It's out there. I felt there was this idea that if I go say yes to God, he's going to go and just put me to the test. And one day heaven will be awesome, I'm sure, but life's going to be kind of hell on earth. I don't know where I got that because that's not what the Scripture says. And God never promises comfort. He doesn't promise convenience. He doesn't promise a life of ease. He, so don't get me wrong. But He does say, I want you to have abundant life. He does say that His prayer, Jesus prayed that our joy, His joy would be in us and that in Him our joy would be made complete. He wants us to have joy and fulfillment. And I believe 
And Ecclesiastes said it pretty plainly that the 40, 50, 60 or more hours a week that we work are supposed to be also an experience of joy. One of those things I've watched people, and I, I have this theory, and you know, this is just my theory. It's not written in the Bible anywhere, so this and a few bucks will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, okay? But it's based on observations. You check it out, see what you think. I'm not sure that there's near as many lazy people in the world as we think. And, and understand, the Bible talks pretty harshly about laziness. It does not speak kindly about laziness. Laziness is not of God. Idleness and laziness are not God's design. They are not His intention. That being said, I have watched some people who have been labeled lazy, who will work amazingly hard at video games. I mean, really, they will, they will read manuals, they'll do research, they're in study groups, they'll stay up all night, they'll b- upgrade equipment, they'll go do whatever miserable job they have to do to buy the new upgraded equipment. They'll do whatever it takes because of their passion and their love for video games. I just want to say to you, those people have probably never found motivation. I'm, I'm a big believer that even someone who has been dubbed lazy, when the right motivation comes before them when they find that thing that they go wow that matters and i think i could do something about that and i'm supposed to be involved i've watched those people come to life so i want to say if you're someone who's been called lazy go seek god's motivation go find that thing that matters go find that thing that you're supposed to be about and go do it because video games may be fun for a while but they're just video games at the end of the day (laughs) right now i've offended several people like why i never All jobs have one of those days. It just shouldn't be every day. God's desire is for us to find joy along the journey. Ecclesiastes 2.26, To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to the handed over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Say no to the latter, say yes to the leader. Second contrarian bit of wisdom when it comes to career. Become a person of excellence. Become a person of excellence. Ecclesiastes 9.10. The writer said this, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you're going, there's neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Now that's a little bit bleak at the end there. But his point is, do what you're doing, do it well. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. Because you're not going to always be able to do the things you're doing. Do it well. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Colossians 3, 23 through 24 gives us the secret to doing our work with excellence. Listen, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. Do you realize even if you think your boss is just a thankless wretch who doesn't care what you do, Scripture says you work with all your might as unto the Lord, the Lord will reward you. The Lord sees. You may think your boss doesn't see, but the Lord sees. This idea of excellence, doing our best as unto the Lord, too often we settle into, since we don't find any meaning or purpose in our work, we settle into, oh, well, that's good enough. Those words should be thrown out of our vocabulary. There is something about saying, God, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to do this for you. And because of that, I'm going to be a person's person of excellence and, and understand something. 
Um, to do that, you've got to work within your gifts and your strengths. And, and my question to you is, do you, are you self-aware enough to know your gifts and your strengths? Seriously. Are you self-aware enough to know what your gifts and your strengths are? It's really hard to enjoy a job that you're terrible at, okay? No one wants to suck, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And if you're terrible, and and please be careful, because sometimes we deceive ourselves. No, I'm awesome. But the people at your work are like, oh, no, not so much. I'm the best. No, no, you're not. No. I mean, self-deception is one of the big powerful things. When you find and you work within your area of gifts and strength, we know the Scripture talks about spiritual gifts. In fact, we have a class, our, our go-out class. It's the third in our journey series. Today, actually, we're doing the go-deep class, and then next month we'll have, we will have the go-out class. And one, one of the things they do is they analyze, help you analyze, and kind of process your spiritual gifts. What are your spiritual gifts? But there are also there are also natural abilities, natural personality traits, all those things. I love the Myers Briggs uh, temperament sorter, the, the inventory. It's a very effective kind of self analysis tool to say, okay, can, how am I wired? And I always encourage you, if you do things like that, give it to some people who know you well, and and take the take the test, and then give it to some folks who know you well. Does this seem like me? Because I'm telling you, if you're not organized, if you're not good with numbers, if you don't like working in an office, don't be an accountant, please. Especially not my accountant. I had that person as my accountant. We had a lot of fun together, but God, I got in trouble with the IRS. It's not good. Really, you're probably not wired for that. You need to know how you're wired. Every one of us is different. And, And here's something very important. Do you understand? Please take this with you. Mull this over. God knows you better than you know yourself. You might have been told by your family, you're like, oh, you're not like this. You're never going to do that. You can't do that. You should do something over here. And you might have actually bought into that kind of negative thinking when God knows and he wired you and God begins to call you in a direction. I challenge you, trust him because he knows you better than you know yourself. Here's another one for you. Just this is free, okay? The rest I'm charging for, but this right here is free. Uh, He knows your industry better than you do. God is more knowledgeable about your profession than you are. And when you understand that, he knows your clients better than you do. He knows your employer, your boss. He knows your employees better than you do. Seeking him when it comes to work is like real wisdom, the real gift. But in regards to our gifts and strength, he knows me better than I know myself. And I might think, gee, I would love to do this with my life. And God goes, you think that because you've never done it. And there might be some aspects of it that you love. But other aspects of it, no, you'd find dreary and and tedious and you'd, you'd get bogged down in. I challenge you. Say no to the latter. Say yes to the leader. And one of the things the leader is always going to do is put you in the area of your giftings and your strength. If you are doing a job that you and probably your coworkers think you're terrible at, that's another sign you probably should look for another job. Seriously. I think a lot of people, the issue with your work is more you, and you need to kind of work that out, and you need to kind of begin serving the Lord. You need to find joy in Him, and you, all of a sudden your work will come together. But for some, if you go, I'm just not very good at this, 
I'm okay, but I have to work twice as hard as everyone else around because they're like naturally gifted in this. I'm having to make up for a lack of natural ability. You probably should look and find something else. By the way, if you're in a job that either you hate or you aren't very good at just because it happens by whatever circumstances, I can make more money at this. And the thing that I really love and the thing that I'm, I think I could be very good at is going to pay me less. I just want to challenge you. Take the lower paying job. Seriously. Sell your house and downsize. Don't slave away 40, 60, 80 hours a week at something you hate so you can come home exhausted and, and, and be in a, a, a house that's a little nicer that you can't even enjoy because you hate your life. Downsize. Drive an older car. It sits in the parking lot anyway. Enjoy what you're doing with your life. Enjoy your days. Life is made up of time, and we only have so many days. Make the most of them. And if you go, but the job that I want to do will pay me less, so what? Then go get paid a little less and love what you're doing. And here's another secret. If you're working in something that you really enjoy and think, is, think matters, and you're good at it, Chances are, raises in income, promotions or expansion of responsibility and oversight will follow. Just go and do what God's put in your heart to do, something that you love and something that you're good at, something you know you really can be effective at. And lo and behold, I think the money stuff will probably take care of itself. How about, how about going and doing what we're called to do and then living in what that makes rather than saying, I got to have this much so I can't do these things that I'd love to do and I think I'm called to do because I got to make this much. No, you don't. Who told you you have to make that much? We're selling our lives, doing stuff that we hate, we don't find fulfilling, that, that is kind of just eating us up so that we can play on the weekends. And nothing wrong with playing on the weekends, but you know what? You still can play on the weekends even when you make less money. Say no to the ladder. Yes to the leader. You're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church. We want to take this moment to thank the Neurology Center of San Antonio and Dr. Ann Bass for underwriting this week's message. The office is located at 1314 East Sonterra, Suite 601. The phone number is 490-0016. And again, we say thank you so much to Dr. Ann Bass. We'll be right back in one minute with more from Pastor Sean Azaro in this message called The Ladder and the Contrarian. And this is Real Life Radio. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to invite you to a new series of messages beginning on September 11th. It's called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality. Our nation recently went through a financial downgrade that has shocked our markets as well as a whole lot of people. Financial problems aren't just a government thing. They impact individuals and families as well. We're going to address the things that got us here as well as some great biblical wisdom that will get us out. River City is a church for real life, and this topic is as real life as it gets. Don't miss this series of messages called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality, starting on September 11th. River City is located one half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road in jones Maltzberger. Sunday service times are 8, 9.30, 11.15, and of course our 111 Coffee House service. At 11.15, we even have translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and Northwest San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for more information, and we'll see you on the road to real life. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, as this is Real Life Radio. Number three, refuse to live without purpose. This is really important. Refuse to live without purpose. 
Ecclesiastes 2.22. Listen to this picture. What does a man get for all his toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All the days of his work is pain and grief. Even as night, Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. That's a pretty bleak picture of the person living without purpose. Don't be that person. Ephesians 2.10 tells us this. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Did you know that? That you are God's workmanship and that He has assignments for you, good works that yield good fruit, that He planned for you to do and to be about. Man, we're more than money makers. Don't let your life be just about making money. Because someday we're going to pass from this world and we're going to leave it to someone else. Don't sell your soul for a bigger office. It's not worth it. Don't, don't sell your soul for just more free time. Free time's nice, but when you're doing something that you enjoy and that matters, then your work is, feels like free time because you're working and you're doing something that is important and you're changing the world. God wants us to make a difference and to change the world. And He needs people in all different kind of careers to do that. Really. This whole thing, say no to the latter, yes to the leader, is a two-part proposition. And there are folks who have said no to the latter, but they haven't necessarily said yes, yes to the leader. There are folks who, who go, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not pursuing the whole corporate thing, I'm not pursuing the climb up my career ladder, but there are folks who have yet to say no to the couch. Because just saying no to the latter isn't enough. You, you, you've got to also say yes to the leader. And I just want to say, if, if you're here and you're going, yeah, I'm not pursuing that, I'm not pursuing that, that brass ring, I'm not going after that. But are you following the leader? We, we live in a world where there's this unique phenomenon, and I don't want to, I don't want to be condemnatory here, I really don't. I, I want to speak just to a kind of a cultural thing, but more and more you see young people living up in their late 20s, 30s, even in their 40s, still living with mom and dad, never really getting a real job. And just kind of coasting, feeling kind of morally superior because they said no to the man. I'm just saying, if you're here and that's you, um, number one, you above all people know that's not God's intent for you. Because you know there's no joy and fulfillment in that. God created you to make a difference. It's good. It's a good thing to say, I'm not going to sell my soul for a dollar but then go and give yourself and give your soul, give your life to something that matters. And sitting on the couch playing video games is not it. I really, I encourage and I challenge you. That God does not have this life of ours just to, to squander. Really. And there's a second group I, I want to talk to. I want to talk to those of you who are approaching or maybe are at retirement. Because I just want to say to you... Um, I don't see a pattern of retirement in the Scriptures. And I, I don't say this as a word of condemnation to anyone. What I do want to say is, what possibly makes you think, now that you've accumulated enough resources to where you're a little more self-sufficient, now that you've got more knowledge, wisdom, and experience than you've ever had before, that now God is saying, okay, you're done, I'll use someone else. You're smarter, you're more experienced, You've done the trial and error thing. You are at the prime of your life to offer something in the way of purpose and meaning and changing the world. You have the resources. You have the freedom. Take it for a spin. 
See what God will do if you say, you know what, God? I'm getting ready to retire, but I figure I'm in pretty good health. i got another 20 years to roll on this thing. Take it for a spin. See what God does. Because in the same way he wants a kid in college to go, God, I want to give my whole life to you. What do you want me to do with it? I think he wants a retired person. Say, God, I want to give my whole life to you. What do you want me to do with it? I don't see God ever saying, okay, now it's coast time. Because, man, God's got some of the best stuff ahead for you folks who are, who are approaching retirement. And it's a great time to say, okay, God, now I've got a whole new plan for you. What do you want me to do to change the world? Say no to the latter and yes to the leader. And last, and I'll wrap with this, leave a legacy of service. This is so important right here. Leave a legacy of service. We serve God first. We understand that. Colossians 3, 22. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Man, that changes everything. I'm not working for some person. I'm working for the Lord, ultimately. Even if I'm working for a company or even if I'm doing a job for a person, man, I'm God's man, God's woman, God's man. We're God's people. Serve him first. But let me just say to you, Jesus made some powerful statements about serving one another because serving is an eternal investment. I want you to hear that. Everything else that we invest in is going to come and go, but people are eternal. People are eternal. They have souls. And when we invest in people by serving them, whether it's serving my coworkers, I can serve them. I can serve them in relation to the work. By giving them opportunity, giving them experience, giving them expertise that I have to offer. I can serve them or I can serve them in their families. I can serve them in a time of need. I can serve the people I work with and find incredible meaning at work when I stop saying, dang, I wish I didn't have to be here. And I start saying, wait a minute, who's around that I can serve? Matthew 20, 24 through 28. James and John's mom had said to Jesus, can my boys be at your right hand and your left? She's kind of trying to exalt her boys in front of jesus and in matthew 20 at verse 24 we read when the other disciples the other 10 heard about this they were indignant with the two brothers jesus called them together and said you know the rulers of the gentiles lorded over them with their high officials and they exercise authority over them uh not so with you instead listen to this whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You want to be great? Serve. Call it downward mobility if you want. But be careful. Jesus did say when you humble yourself, he said, God will exalt you. Jesus said, you want to be great? Serve somebody. And see what he does. What you invest in people. What you invest serving God, you take to, to eternity. What you invest in people, though, you also take to eternity and it will be your greatest legacy here on earth do you understand that no building you build no account that you land no company that you create will leave as lasting a legacy as the people that you serve and invest in by serving that's it my challenge is say no to the latter and yes to the leader now next week we're going to continue this thought but with an obviously related but a little different perspective. And we're going to talk about money. 
the contrarian in money because to live a life of purpose and to do this, it does take a different way of thinking about money. And our think, and money's one of those things we handle all the time. We, it's a big part of our lives. And there's some real wisdom biblically that can set us free to live the kind of life God created us to live. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that you give wisdom, Lord. It's different than the world's wisdom, but it is for our blessing and our joy. Help us to trust you. And I pray for everyone in this, within the sound of my voice, Lord, at the the New Braunfels campus, the Northwest campus, here at the Redland campus, Lord, people who maybe are listening to us on the radio, I just pray that, Lord, right now, you would bless us in our work. Show us clearly, Lord, what you're doing in us and at our workplace. And Lord, I pray for those right now who maybe don't have jobs, who, who are looking for employment. I ask that you would provide not just a job, Lord, but a calling and the right placement with the right company and the right people where not only can we do a good job for our employer, but Lord, so that we can make a difference in the world around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church. And if you enjoyed the message today, Get over to reallife.org and find the podcast page. And there you can catch this entire message and series. And another cool idea is for you to go visit River City Community Church this Sunday or next Sunday. It's located at Jones Maltzberger at Redland Road, about a half mile inside Loop 1604 on the north side of San Antonio. And for more details and directions and service times, again, go to reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is made possible by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to invite you to a new series of messages beginning on September 11th. It's called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality. Our nation recently went through a financial downgrade that has shocked our markets as well as a whole lot of people. Financial problems aren't just a government thing. They impact individuals and families as well. We're going to address the things that got us here, as well as some great biblical wisdom that will get us out. River City is a church for real life, and this topic is as real life as it gets. Don't miss this series of messages called Downgraded, Embracing Financial Reality, starting on September 11th. River City is located one half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road in jones Maltzberger. Sunday service times are 8, 9.30, 11.15, and of course our 111 coffee house service. At 11.15, we even have translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and Northwest San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for more information, and we'll see you on the road to real life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.